Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 108 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels from Sandusky, Ohio, and I am thrilled that you're listening. My guest this episode is the host of Stateside Footy, and has been that since its inception in, I believe, 2010. I'd like to welcome yep. Bill Robert to the podcast. Bill, thanks for coming on, man. Great to talk hey, with thanks you. Thanks for having me, Craig. This is, this is going to be fun. Yeah, this is, this is, we, uh, we just got done talking about an hour off air and I'm probably going to kick myself because there's a lot of things that I'm going to wish I'd gotten recorded there uh, that, would, that would make for some great discussion in here. And we'll see if we can go ahead and incorporate some of those things. Uh, you know, this is a podcast about Australian football. So I have to have to ask, uh, how does a guy from New Hampshire become a fan of Australian football? Uh, I will give you an answer in four letters. ESPN. Makes sense. Makes when sense. When ESPN first started out, you know, back in their early days, uh, they hadn't gotten the big deals with the NFL or MLB or any of those. So they were just trying to grab any sporting event they could find. They had a ton of NCAA stuff, but still, you know, at the time, you know, in fact, even their people would say, you know, Bob Lee was quoted one time as saying, we were like, you got the tape, we've got the time. And one <laughs> of the things they started – one of the things they started running early was Australian rules football. And if you look, especially the ESPN 20th anniversary, they actually did a, a little bit of segment about how Australian rules football got a, a, a cult following when it was on ESPN in the early eighties. And I was part of that cult following. I was watching one day. I'm like, what is this weird game? They're on a round field and they're not wearing pads and they're crashing into each other. And they, they're wearing like basketball uniforms. And, and, I started to watch this like, hey, well, let's check this out. We'll see what this is. And then I forget who it was, but someone took a specky on the shoulders of another player. I'm like, my God, that is something you do not see every day. This <laughs> game is for me. Yeah. And, 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 and unfortunately, you know, ESPN has kind of gone full circle when it comes to footy. And, and I don't watch a lot of ESPN, but it's so disappointing in the instances where I've seen them reference footy where they almost mock the game nowadays. And it, I it hate kind that. Of, in fact, yeah. I commented on YouTube posts where people would, would say, hey, there's this. And I was one of the people that's saying, you know, it's not that hard. Stop being the, oh, you know, we never understand this crazy game. It's simple to understand. You know, stop stop being jerks. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of, to me, it's kind of patronizing. Uh, I'm looking so, at you, Scott Van Pelt. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and I, uh, um, like I said, I don't want to, you know, as we were talking off air, I don't watch a lot of other sports activities besides footy. Uh, so I don't necessarily have a real need to go to ESPN for much of anything anymore. So, I mean, that would, that would not be necessarily a, a must have in any of the streaming services or any cable that I would have. I could, I could survive without ESPN. I think if I had to. Um, so you become a fan back in the eighties, you're watching the games on, uh, did you did you have a uh, a favorite player that that you drew to at that point in time, or were you just getting, you know, the, a number of games that you you didn't really uh, be able to I weren't would, able I to watch on? The game this time. I was I was more just trying to digest the game and figure out what the heck was going on. Okay. Um, and at that time, my my knowledge of the game was incomplete. I just knew I enjoyed watching it. And um, at the time, I, I I didn't really have you know a, a team, although. One of the things that um, did kind of strike me at the time was, and just watching the games, you know, it was Australian rules football. It's like, oh, you know, and all the all the towns had like all the teams had English sounding names like Essendon and Collingwood. They sound very proper in English. 
And then all of a sudden there was this, this team with this weird name. I'm like, what's that again? And they, they said it again. It was this weird, you know, it, it sounded much more Australian than it did English. Like most of the things were, you know, um, you know, Footscray or Fitzroy. It sounded very proper English. But then you had this one, this one team, Geelong. <laughs> and that's more, you know, Boomerang, Yvonne Gulagong. It sounds more, you know, yes, there's, there's more Australian DNA in there. You know, and and, and the, for a while, it seemed that I, anytime I'd be there watching Aussie rules football, Geelong would be the team that came on, mm-hmm. which factored in later on when I started to really follow the game seriously. I was like, who am I going to follow? It's like, hello. So, that was an easy answer. Uh, and I, you know, full, full disclosure on camera right now, uh, Bill sitting here with a cat's hat on. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a cat supporter as well. So we've got, we've got that in common. We, you know, we talked a little bit about uh, the breaking news overnight about Chris Scott supposedly having signed a, uh, an extension uh, to coach the club. So my, my thoughts of uh, trying to just remind Alistair Clarkson how wonderful the fishing was in uh, Geelong <laughs> have gone out the window now. Uh, so... Yeah, so it sounds like he's going to be there for a while. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, minor, I mean, minor premiership, yay! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they they would have had one this year if not for Max gone. Yes, yes, yeah. that's true. That's um, true. But yeah, yeah. The uh, the thing about Chris Scott is, I mean, yeah. First of all, I'm you know with the finals record, I'm 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 disappointed. I mean, granted, we are coming off of, of a stretch where you know before '07. You know, it, it pretty much was mostly finals disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you had the great moments like, you know, the Ablett kick against um, the Kangaroos, obviously Billy Brownless um, against uh, the Bulldogs in the, uh, I think it was the 94. But those always led to, especially like 95, they went to the grand final, they met Carlton and they got crunched. Um, 89. You know, Ablett kicks a ton of goals, gets the Norm Smith. They still lose. So, I mean, it's, it, it was like being a Red Sox fan. It's like, oh, hey, they're in the World Series, and they lose again. Damn it. And then <laughs> the choruses of 1918 continue. And that's the thing. You know, people say, you know, with, with Geelong, it's like, how could you, you know, it's like, oh, you should support Geelong because they're winning all the premierships. I'm like, no. <laughs> I just, I, I, I used to watch the team, you know, and even in, in like the mid-2000s when, Actually, for the longest time, when ES, when ESPN get rid of Australian rules football, I hadn't seen the game for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and YouTube came around, came along. I started to watch clips there. And in 2005, when we had our cable, we had uh, Fox Soccer, not Fox Soccer Plus, because that was subscription, but Fox Sports World, what it was at the time. Mm-hmm. They would run the hour-long AFL highlight show. I was like, oh, the AFL. I, I remember the VFL being the league. It's like, is this different from the VFL? A lot of the same teams. I'm like, oh, well, these guys are here. These guys are here. Then I heard the new Geelong game. I was like, hey, Geelong's still around. Cool. So once again, obviously, you know, I, I started really following the AFL super in earnest when I started doing t- stateside footy in 2010. And when it came t- time to pick a club, I'm like, yeah, I mean, this is no, no doubt Geelong. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, back the cats, good or bad. I've, I'm a, I've been a paid, paid member since 2011. I think this is like my 11th or 12th season as a paid member of the Geelong football club, uh, getting back to Chris Scott. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, you know, other, other clubs would be happy to have these disappointments, you know, and, and anytime you right, see the right. thing, Chris Scott, you know, fires the fire, the coach, sack the coach. And and you get people from like Cardinal say, Hey, you know, we wish we could make the finals. You know, 
we, we wish we could be as disappointed as you. Uh, I don't think it's all Chris Scott. Right, right. Because Chris Scott doesn't pick the players. That's and true. Although I will say he doesn't pick the players, although he does pick the players for game day. Mm-hmm. And that's why you have a lot of kids that are frustrated and want out. That's true, too. That's true, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, Kruger's gone. He's gone to Collingwood. Uh, there's still talk about Jordan Clark, who, by the way, I mean, I, I, I really was looking forward to some great things to come. There was that goal against Hawthorne this year where um, they, uh, Hawthorne went to kick it into the middle and Jack mm-hmm. Henry came in. And then it was basically Henry and Clark going Just up the field and back and Clark forth, yeah. kicking yeah. the goal. And I'm like, oh God, this is this is a sign of things to come. This is great. And then then I'm hearing, oh, you know, Jack, you know, Jordan Clark wants wants to go back to WA. I'm like, damn it, you know, we're getting Tim Kelly again. So well, no, because we're not gonna, we're probably not gonna get the uh, return on that that we got for Kelly. That's uh, true. Yeah, but it's well, that's uh, the thing. And, and free, free, Fremantle was trying to lowball us because, like, hey, you think this guy's so valuable? How come you don't play him? Right. Well, so. because because we have. Uh, you know, we, we have, a you know, part of our club getting the senior discount, uh, and be, <laughs> we have to be the early bird special as we would say here. Now you mentioned something a moment ago, and this is, this has been something that I have brought up time and time again with, with, uh, with people in terms of trying to grow this game in to grow watching of the AFL in the United States. And we're going to get to stateside footy here in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know we ha- we have the, the the games you know FS1 and FS2 are doing a a pretty okay job at, in terms of broadcasting some of the games, but there's there's no there's no support for it. There's no there's nothing that you know eight o'clock at night you're, you're not seeing a, a a notification on FS1 saying you know coming up at you know at, at three a.m. You, know, you know it's Essendon St Kilda set your DVRs. There's nothing like that. Hmm. It does. It doesn't exist. It's on in the middle of the night. It's between. It's between a fourteen-year-old drag race competition and watching eighty-year-old men drool on each other playing poker. It's there's there's it and and when it ends early, of course, they go back to that twenty-minute vignette of rugby with the bad techno music. Yes, that, which is the same thing. It's a it's a different Fox. goddamn game. Yes, you mean to tell me you couldn't find twenty minutes of exciting footage from the AFL? Or, yeah, yeah. Well, and and you mentioned the no, highlight the other, show. My, my other bone to pick with Fox. You've got a team, especially if it's team that if it's team that hasn't won in a while. Mm-hmm. Stick around and at least let, at least let us see the damn song. Yes, yes, yeah. No, that that you're right on that. But you mentioned two words a little bit ago: highlight show. This has yes. been something that I have said since really since the podcast began in December of 2019, if Fox, if the AFL wants to actually get a foothold here, and we have a population 10 times that of Australia, if we get, if we're, if the league is able to get 1% of the population of this country interested in footy, that's 10% of Australia's population. Right. If they if they get those people involved, they get them getting international memberships. They get them buying the gear. They get him watching the games. Spend an evening, an hour each week during on FS1, FS2, whatever. Give us 
a and again you and i we have the app we're watching the games our own way but for people who haven't made that jump yet who haven't said you know what i'm new to this game but i'm going to go ahead and invest 140 dollars in this thing that's not going to likely happen but to entice people into watching it put together a highlight show like you talked about put it on a a wednesday night or something at eight o'clock in the evening or nine o'clock at night you know here are the highlights from the previous weeks you know the previous week's games and here's a little preview of the games that we're going to be covering on fs1 fs2 this week if you put if you invest that yeah i know you're showing the games in the middle of the night here so the advertising dollars are not going to be huge but I think the AFL would would maybe once they stabilize after COVID would it would behoove them to, to invest that capital in doing that here because the, it, this is such a huge market for for the you know combat sport kind of things UFC is huge we're still into the NFL you know it's you know, the, and if if you're not a baseball fan this is one hell of a transition to get you from the the Super Bowl to training camp mm-hmm. this is a this is a great opportunity for that sort of thing. Right. A um, couple of things. First of all, yeah, the highlight show that I used to watch on Fox Sports World was actually produced by the AFL, mm-hmm. like the official AFL highlight show. Um, and as far as like taking like a, a, an eight or a nine o'clock slot, it's just, you know, especially nowadays where, you know, financial pressures are so tight. Um, you know, uh, that I mean, that's prime time. And I don't think you're ever going to see something like that. But in those games, if you were to cut some promos for Aussie rules football mm-hmm. and throw them in your commercial breaks, you know, you know, instead of promoting this college football game that, you know, everyone's going to watch, throw in some of these just to get people like, Hmm, what's that? You know? And yeah, even to the point of like you mentioned, you know, promote it, like promote it during. And I mean, sometimes I know the AFL, uh, some of the uh, program changes happen like last minute. So, right, so right. sometimes like if you're promoting something by Monday, by Saturday, the schedule could change and, and you know, um, but if you're like Wednesday or Thursday, if you've got someone doing a live game, give them a, a give them a, a promo card. Say, hey, set your DVRs for this weekend. We have Australian rules football action. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, so, so, I mean, I don't know about like doing a whole like highlight show. Um, and, yeah, and maybe, that's, maybe that's, the, well, the other thing too is with a lot of the RS, well, with Fox, obviously, You've got, you know, the Fox um, things going on. Uh, it's almost too bad, like the RS, some of the RSNs couldn't pick it up too, because that would be that would be kind of a cool, cool that, thing. That would be great. And and I and, and I just I just keep doing the math on that. You know, even if one percent of the people here got involved, it's it's you know, it's it's ten percent of their population. And it would be and I think just the revenue recovery on that you know, could be huge. And, and you're you're probably right about like the eight or nine o'clock time. So maybe maybe it's a midnight one that they do or something like that. Where again, you know, you're you're still people might cool. still be up, but you know, but still advertise it. So even if nothing else, you could you could still record that highlight show and then right. come back and watch that at your leisure. Or other we we mentioned the little uh, the little rugby um, reel that they run when. Um, 40 games don't come off on time. Yeah. If you have a college football game that ends early, maybe to fill the time to the top of the hour, throw in a, throw an Aussie rules clip in there. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah, say, Hey, you know, Australian rules football. You can check it out on Fox sports one. Da, 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 da. Right. Right. And I mean, cause they're like, well, you know, there aren't a lot of people watching it. It's like, well, you know, if maybe some effort went into promoting it, maybe, you know, it's, it's one of those things where 
and this is this has been my mission since day one, since I started Stateside Footy. My my mission for starting Stateside Footy was to increase awareness of the game in this country, mm-hmm. so that there would be enough call for Fox to run more. Basically, the, the original thing was uh, to try and promote this sport, so you have more call for it. And because yeah, I've always been of the mindset that if you're a football fan or a hockey fan or something like that. Um, you are you have a predilection to like this sort of game and would go with it, and that that that's kind of what I was going for. But obviously, you can't enjoy it if you don't know about it. So right, right. My thing for starting states high food is to let people know about it. Even to this day, in my personal life, when I'm out, you'd be in a shirt or a cap or whatever. I'm usually wearing some sort of either Geelong or Boston Demons gear, and I'm doing it for the sole purpose of if someone says, "Hey, what's with the hat?" I can explain Aussie rules football to them. So it becomes an opportunity to kind of help market the game on my own. Yeah, I do this. The back of my van, you know, and I I have a, I drive a Ford transit van. I have, I had, well, I have one sticker that says Navy veteran and Navy dad, but I have then another dozen stickers. Yeah. I'm one of those guys uh, on the back window of my van that are all, you know, I've got the, the AFL one right up in the top in the center. And, you know, I've got, uh, you know, a Geelong Cats one and, uh, you know, AFL is better than soccer. Um, <laughs> you know, I've got uh, I've got one plugging uh, one of my buddies who does a podcast called Lace Out. I've got a, one of his stickers on there. You know, I've got I mentioned to you the one I said, you know, I, I, I support two clubs, you know, Geelong and whoever's playing Hawthorne, even though I don't always you know i don't necessarily mean that one but uh and there's i don't remember the the image of chris scott during the brisbane game you know where he kind of had that look when they were walking off the field and he kind of had that that kind of look somebody turned that into a sticker i've got that on the back window of my car too you know along with along with a few other ones you know so it's uh and i and I kind of, it's kind of fun. You're sitting at a stoplight and you see the people, you know, you, you're looking in the rear view mirror and you can see the people kind of just looking at the back window of your, your van. And I don't know if they're taking it all in or they're thinking, this guy's an idiot. Uh, <laughs> all of this stuff on there. Well, the back of the back of my car, it's, well, it used to be a stateside footy bumper sticker, but uh, that's since sun faded and has, has, has left. But uh, I've got probably about five Geelong member stickers in the back of my car. <laughs> So like that when when you're when you, usually with a membership kit you get a, a, a bumper sticker wow. saying you know Geelong Cats member or member for 2021 or 2020 or whatever mm-hmm. I've got like a bunch of those memberships one on the on the back of my car, um, so yeah so so like you I'm also yeah uh, doing those are my to get those are on the back of my those are on the back of my computer so when I have my computer at school that you know the kids are seeing that because uh, you know a lot of the kids who are athletes, you know, kind of get into this as well. Um, yeah, get them young. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the, you know, well, the other thing, too, it's, it's funny, those bumper stickers in the back of my car only elicited a comment once. I was actually on my way into work. I was going to a convenience store just down the street from the TV station where I work. And a bunch of high school kids were going to the store. And one of the kids looked at me and said, John Katz. I'm like, yeah, you know, footy. He's like, I was in Australia with my family a couple of months ago. I got to see the Sydney Swans. I'm like, and at that point, I went into full. It's like, oh, well, you know, if you like the game and you like to watch the game, there's a local side called the Boston Demons. I just literally, uh-huh. just, you know, it's like, okay, the kid already knows AFL. Yeah. But you know, if AFL, but you may not know that they're playing it here. Right, so right. That's my chance to plug the local side as well. And uh, was he receptive or was he kind of like, uh, I'm just here for a Slurpee? Basically. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it's uh but I tried. I, I no, I no, gave, and that's and yeah, I that's what we high school try. Yeah, that's what we had talked about is you know that that you know that 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 you're using your 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 programming and I'm using the podcast as we said, kind of like the you know, going and ringing the bell trying to let people know about this game. And yeah, you know AFL, my ass is your billboard. There you go. Yeah. That that's uh <laughs> that's uh maybe maybe if I can get Gil McLaughlin not on here. Literally, we, I'm yes. Not literally, I'm not like, you know, we're not we're not going juicy couture with this stuff. Yes, I but, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm but literally, I, yeah, but just like my 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 you know, either my, my yeah, I'm wearing a shirt or a hat or I've got stuff on my car too. So right, I guess right. you say my car's ass is your billboard. There you go. And I actually have um I I bought, I did find on eBay a cat's license plate. Nice. And unfortunately, the I'm going to have to drill holes in the plate because they don't match up the holes on the, you know, because here in Ohio, we don't have to carry a front plate anymore. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So I'm going to have to drill holes in the plate to match up the holes on the front of the van. So mm-hmm. I can, so I can put it there. And then I actually picked up a couple of smaller ones, which I guess are like little novelty ones to hang up. And I, if the, if that one fits more closely, I may just use that. So I've got two small two small ones and then one that is kind of like the european size one that that would that would do that then so i'm actually i'm in the midst of reorganizing like my space here at the house so one thing i've got here talking about uh stuff your duffel yep your cat's duffel yep. bag now is my that you, bags, which was actually once upon a time you got some really good member swag this was a, a 2013 member member gift and then in that i've got well i've got like a ton of scarves mm-hmm. and then Okay. Pictures and uh, and yeah, scarves. Oh yeah. And all my member IDs. Okay. Along with my jumper, which one of these days I will fit into. <laughs> yes, I I had somebody sent me um, umbrella. Okay, somebody sent me one. Uh, I got. Uh, yeah, they they were they're a Cleveland sports fan that lives in Victoria. It's a Geelong supporter. And I, I, yeah, I, I collected, you know, baseball, football cards for, for decades. My son is, is really into that. He does, he has a, uh, he does some like of the box break kind of stuff when he has time. Um, but I went through all of the cards that I had, you know, probably a hundred thousand of them here and pulled out um, duplicates of a lot of Indians, Browns, Hall of Famers, and that sort of thing. It sent a sent a huge binder of, of cards in the sleeves and such. This guy, I I probably sent a thousand dollars worth of cards to him. Uh, yeah, and uh, he you know he sent back a bunch of Geelong stuff. I got one of the cats Guernseys that I I can get on, but getting it off is another story. It takes a little bit of little bit of help well, on it. So I'm I, the athletic cut where they actually started going along the waist. It's like, yeah, it's not going to work for me. Yeah. Oh, well, so I haven't, I haven't, uh, I'm not concave there. I'm definitely convex in that region. Yeah. I I'm, I'm getting here as we talked about off air. It, it's starting to get, uh, get there a little bit. So maybe I'm, I'm going to try to find one because I didn't get the, uh, the membership packages here. I took the $20 off at the store, but I haven't used it yet. Right. I still have that twenty dollar credit there that I haven't used on okay. anything yet. So, 
I'd, I'd love to get, you know, I, I mean, I don't have a lot of the swag. I've got a couple, I've got a couple scarves, of course, from the membership thing. I've got, uh, I've got a couple polo shirts and three or four hats, but that's, that's about the extent of it. Um, you know, it's just, it's not, uh, I've not been able to do that sort of thing yet. And once I get my youngest through college and maybe I'll be able to invest a little bit more, uh, in my, in my wardrobe. Uh, and well, by the way, there's also one piece of non-cat swag, uh, two pieces of non-cat swag actually, uh, that I have in the bag. Okay. That is, that's, uh, the Montreal angels. Okay. I didn't recognize. Okay, cool. Yeah. No, cause the one, one, yeah, I mean, the, basically the first game we, we ever recorded for stateside footy was the Quebec saints. So for a long time, I, I, we've, we've been buddies with the, uh, the AFL uh, folks up there. And it was uh, Margot Legault from the Angels who actually one day, my wife Stacy and I, she's like, here. And they gave us a couple of team jumpers, which was really cool. Very cool. And I know you saw, you uh, you mentioned that one of the clubs hooked you up with a new Sharon uh, just recently too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that would be uh, the Demons, a new, new Sharon signed by the club. Cool. In addition, in fact, it's funny because the picture that I sent you, Mm-hmm on the um on the register registry app was a shot of me at, at the game after i'd gotten the uh the plaque and the sharon from the fantastic demon. that's fantastic so, so you can pop that picture up if you want i will do that i will definitely do that then yep i will definitely do that so yeah. you started stateside footy in 2020 as you mentioned you've got a background in radio you've got a you know you, you you've got a background working in television as well so was that just kind of a natural transition for you to start this thing up? Um, well, you I actually started by it? accident, kind of. Okay, okay. Uh, let, let me explain. In 2009, like November of 2009, we talked about, like, you know, having, having watched the, the highlight show on TV, but it had been off for a couple of years, and, and I hadn't, I, there was still stuff on YouTube, but I was wondering if there was any Aussie rules on TV, and there wasn't. Mm-hmm. And so I did a Google search for Australian rules, football, television listings, Boston, or something like that. So I'm going through and not seeing anything. And about three pages into that search, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm three pages in and I see the website for the Boston demons. Okay. And I'm stunned because at this point I don't, I had no idea that anyone at all played the game over here. Okay. I thought it was just it's this odd little thing that uh, us ESPN fans like, but no one else had heard of. So it was that was a November, so the season had already been over. Um, but the next season, I, I remember at the time of like, if there's if they're still around, if they're still playing footy here, this is something that that would be cool on TV. And especially, you know, obviously you've got the broadcast channels, you've got the cable channels, but then you have you know my my domain, which is public access television, where basically uh, community members produce their own television programs and then put them in the the, the, the show on cable along with everything mm-hmm. else. And I'm like. Gee, you know, this would be a really cool thing for a public access station to do. At the time, I was working at a public access station. So hmm. I'm like, what the hell? I re- so the uh, spring of 2010, I reached out to the club president, who at the time was Mike Shepard. And I, I told him my ideas. Like, I'd love to come cover your games. I think it would be a cool thing. and It would be a nice piece of program- programming. And sure enough, it, they, they said, yeah. I went and shot some test footage during a practice. And then there was the, the first actual match we did was 2010. It was uh, July of 2010. And it was actually, actually it was a multiple, multiple thing because the Quebec Saints were coming to town that day. So were the Nashville Kangaroos. Okay. It was supposed to be like one quick after the other. But the Kangaroos had some travel issues. And so they didn't get to the field, I think, till like six hours after 
when they were supposed to be. So we just hung out for the whole whole day, whole day and waited for the kangaroos to arrive. Then we got so in, in the meantime, they had already played the game against the Saints. So the Demons played that game. And then they had a lot of time to kind of sit and rest. And then right. the kangaroos showed up and they did that game too. And so that was the first instance of stateside footy. And like within weeks, I was getting uh, emails from people. I was getting uh, Amy Bishop, who at the time was the uh, uh, communications director, media manager of the league, emailed me. It's like, so what's going on with the show? You know, you, you know, you remember the demons? How did you do this? Da, 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 da. So I was talking to her. I got an email from Brian Barish, who at the time uh, was a player for the Philadelphia Hawks long before he'd gotten to the uh, media manager position he holds now with the league. And so uh, right from the start, we had people that were on board. And also, um, in addition to being on our station, there are actually services, the ones called Telview Connect and the ones called Peg Media, in which people that produce public access programs can upload their shows and get them downloaded and run by other stations. Oh, so cool. at, at the peak, at the peak, I think we were on like in 26 different states with stateside footy. I think wow. like in the mid, mid 2010s. So, so that's something. And uh, but the whole thing was started as you know, I just want to promote the game. Mm-hmm. And then once I started getting involved with the demons, it was it was became more of, you know, I, I definitely want people to know, even the people down under, that this is going on. And so it started as for my love of the game, and then eventually as my love of the game. But my love of the club too, because the Boston Demons were great, with, you know, with, with everything, yeah. and still are. Uh, obviously, they're giving me plaques and signed Sharon's. Obviously, yeah. uh, the Demons have been very good to us. But the other thing we noticed was on the first, um, the first, we didn't do our first road game till 2011, and we actually drove down to Baltimore, and it was okay. a day long thing, and it was um, the Boston Demons, the Boston Lady Demons, who had just become a thing, uh, the Lady Magpies, and then. Um, the Baltimore Washington Eagles and also the Philadelphia Hawks showed up too. So we're like, this would be a way to get down there, make one road trip, but get like a whole bunch of episodes out of it. Right. Right. So that, that's what we wound up doing. And I remember at the end of it, the New York magpies formed a line and I like did a handshake line with us at the end, thanking us for bringing attention to the game. That's very cool. That's which very is why cool. I've been a New York, New York magpies fan ever since, which is crazy. Cause when it comes to the magpies, I'm not a big fan of Collingwood. Right. And right. I, I'm I'm based out of Bo- out of the Boston area, so obviously when it comes to New York sports teams, well, yes, I, I, you know I I'm, But with that said, I love the New York Magpies, and one of the coolest moments I, I got to do was, and this wasn't on stateside footy, but this was actually at nationals, uh, where uh, I got to be in the booth with Groa and Brian Barish, got to be in the uh, the lift there calling the game when uh, the New York Magpies won their uh, Division One premiership over Orange County. I think it was 2014. Okay. So that was very, very cool. cool. That was a nice moment. Well, you, you answered one of my questions there was going to be, you know, what was your most memorable moment in announcing? Would that have been it? Getting the chance to, to call nationals? Well, we've been to nationals um, four, four times total. Yeah. Uh, first time we went actually was in 2011. That was another big road trip. Um, and it was, it, was, it was such a great time. We can't, we went back in 2012. And then we had something come up in 2013. We went back in 2014. Uh, so we made the, both the ones in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool. Um, got, got to do that. And then we went to Sarasota too in 2016. Um, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of things, a lot of fun memories at Nationals. Um, and especially like, you know, the, the, the players had such a great, great response to us. Um, and it's funny because like well, there was one, one nationals where we didn't mention really that we were going to go. We just went. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I, I see tweets like Bill and Stacy sighting stateside footies here on Twitter, which was <laughs> pretty cool. Uh, so that was a cool memory. An- another memory actually is it's funny because 
you know, and, and Brian Barish will bring this up, you know, the media manager now, the USA family, the guy who basically does the commentaries for, you know, a lot of the, the tournament stuff. And, and he's going to be the lead announcer at Nationals this year. The first game he ever he, he ever did play-by-play for was on stateside footy. Okay, cool. 2012 Nationals, it was a Masters and Legends game. And it was funny because it was Masters and Legends game, but also the Lady Demons had made the uh, the grand final in the women's division. So we stayed late. And you had a rainstorm. It was windy as all heck. So we couldn't use our camera jib because that was just a sail in the wind. So we just had a field level camera and we couldn't even use our tank because it was blown away. So it's Brian Barish and I sitting out in the middle of the rain calling this damn game. Yeah. And Try, so, yeah, so trying to keep your equipment dry. Oh yeah. Well, luckily we had like saran wrap and baggies and stuff like that. And then we, yeah. you know, doing that, but, but yeah, so, so to this day, like people ask Brian where he gets to start and he'll always very, very nicely mention that, uh, he got his start on stateside footy doing doing the games. Now, obviously, he's he's doing a whole whole ton of stuff. Um, so those are some great memories. I mean, there's there's so so many. Um, one of the great memories, obviously, is the handshake from the Magpies. Uh, and what actually one of the coolest things is I've actually gotten to meet a couple of former AFLers too. Mm-hmm. Uh, at 2016 Nationals, I met Dermot Raritan, which even though I'm not a big Hawthorne fan, it's like, hey, Dermy, how you doing? Uh, the coolest one was in 2011, Brett Kirk who had just retired from Sydney okay. was doing what was called, I think captain Kirk's journey or something like that. He was going around the world to promote the game in advance of the 2011 international cup. And he actually came to Boston to help to basically conduct a practice with the Boston demons. Mm-hmm. So we were there as well. So we actually got to get Brett Kirk on stateside footy for an interview, which in itself was cool. But afterwards he was actually, there was a documentary based on his journey called Aussie rules the world which included a small excerpt of our interview. So not only did we have Brett oh, Kirk in the That's book, really cool. But we also, not only were we featured, I mean, we're only, we're on screen, I'm on screen for like 13 seconds, but yeah. you know, we're, we're talking to Brett Kirk, but not only did that make it in the film, we also made it into the trailer. Oh, very cool. So Mike Shepard sends me a message on, on uh, YouTube, uh, on uh, Twitter. Just give me a YouTube link. I'm like, what's this? I'm like, Oh cool. They made a thing about Brett Kirk's trip. It, it's, it's a movie trailer. That's cool. Da, da, da. I'm in the movie trailer. What the hell? <laughs> so that, that was probably like one of the greatest memories. Another great accidental memory was in 2010, one of the things we did, and we, we, we tried to do this early on, and it became too much of an idea, so I only did it that one year. But what we were trying to do was for the grand final, for the AFL grand final, I was going to be at the Demons grand final party. And I send the word around the league. If anyone wants to take footage from their grand final party, I would love to do kind of like a virtual whip around to go to like different clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, only one club uh, participated. That was the, the Seattle Grizzlies. Uh, Jeff Purcell, who got me some amazing footage from the game and also got some interviews too. So I could throw that in. And I basically did it like you'd see like a whip around on ESPN where I had like double boxes in the screen. And right, right. Adding one to the other. And that turned out to be the grand final where it ended in a draw. Hmm. So that was, you know, that's a grand final we did and it ended in a draw. And I got some great reaction from both coasts. So I was spicing that all together. And then we went the week after for the replay party. And that week, uh, one of the gentlemen who happened to be there was, was uh, Wayne Jackson, who was a former CFO, CEO of the AFL. He preceded Andrew Demetrio. Okay. Um, and the week before he was at the grand final, but this week he actually had gone to Harvard Business School. So he was at a class reunion. So by chance, he happened to be at the Demons grand final party. Oh, very cool. So all of a sudden, I got an interview with the former CEO of the AFL. Wow. 
which was really cool. I can be great to get an interview with the current one because there's a lot of questions to be asked. Uh, even some of the stuff that we talked about earlier. Uh, yeah, I, 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 unfortunately, uh, the first question I would have for Gil uh, would rhyme with the words, but the truck. <laughs> Gil, what's well, with yeah. all the damn rule changes? Knock well, yeah, that, that's, that's true. I, uh, stand, stand. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Dennis Miller, who's one of my favorite comedians, on his show, The Rants, one time, he was talking about how, really, you too. Yes, absolutely. I love Dennis Miller because you you have to you have to have a his analogies are in many cases very obscure, yes. but if you know what's going on in the world, you just go, oh, that's friggin' brilliant. That's, yeah, it didn't <laughs> work for Monday Night Football, though. I will say that. No, that's it. Yes, but he did a thing one time where he talks about you know nowadays anything any, anything <laughs> anyone does, there's a website. De devoted to to ripping that profession like you know like websites that criticize and just like totally like smear everybody and he just talks about you know whether you you know do this or whether you like play a game or do this or invent a better faucet you know there's someone dedicated to ripping you it's like well okay hang on the 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 you know the, the guy who does the faucet well that guy is a jerk you know you see the faucets now in the um in the bathrooms it's like a science project with electric eyes and it's like and it's the last last line of the rant is like hey faucet guy stop it <laughs> and the reason why i bring that up is when i see the rule change i'm like hey afl commission stop it right right hey, right what do you got stop it yeah yeah it's uh i mean it, it's tough enough especially here trying to explain the rules right you know and then you know, and then the rules change, but then also the rules that are there, there seems to be interpretation. When was the last time you saw a free kick given for running too far? Oh, that's great. Yes. I, uh, 16, I mean, even holding the ball is kind of rare nowadays. Five, five meters, right? A lot more. Or that's at the bounce. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Five meters, yeah. you got to bounce it. A 15. Every 15 meters, you've got to bounce it. I thought it was every five meters. Okay. No, every 16 yards. Meters. Okay. 16 yards. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. yeah five would be pretty I mean, short. I mean, yeah. You barely, yeah. You barely see that. Going. There are a lot of times where you know, it's, it's, it's more, it's, it's funny because people run longer than 15 meters and it's not a free kick. And then people kick less than 15 meters and it's called a mark. Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, granted, you know, it's a tough job. You're running out there and you know, you've got to eyeball these distances or, but I, I think I've seen, in the years I've been watching the AFL since since I came back in 2010, I think I've seen maybe I can count it on two hands, if not one, the number of times I've actually seen for running too far. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the most uh, common ones people will bring up is there was that um, was it Leroy? Who was which which Jetta played for Sydney? Was it Leroy? Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, or did I'm Leroy not sure. That may that may be before it gets before my time. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, there was a big thing where, where Jetta made a big run and Dennis committee was, you know, Oh, it's a track track me. And he basically went from like half back flank all the way up and kicked the goal. And it was this huge thing and he outran everybody, but I think he bounced the ball three times. And yeah. A lot of people picked up on, on that afterwards. It's like he ran like 120 yards and only bounced the ball three, uh, 120 meters and only bounced the ball three times. Yeah. It's so, uh, I mean, that, that, that's the thing where, you know, and it's, it, and one of the things that I would love to do for anyone who says, oh, I don't understand this game. Okay. Let's sit down. We'll watch the game. I'll explain to you what happens. Mm -hmm. But then 
know, if the if the umpiring is it's like, well, why did they call that? So, I mean, it doesn't make the game look good. First of all, and I know every sport has its complaint about officiating, right, right. baseball or football or whatever. <clears throat> but it just and part of the thing too with the umpires it might be just they're struggling to keep up with all the rule changes that they're starting to maybe some of the old ones are starting to pop out of there but yeah. but i've noticed lately I've, I've seen less less holding the ball than i used to yeah that's true that's true so. it's and and i think that the whole idea of just having the uh you know, if you call the 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 running with the ball i mean that would if you actually enforce that rule, I, I think it would make the game much more exciting because, you know, when, when a player is, you know, is having to put the ball on the ground in a bounce, it opens up that opportunity for the, you know, for the opponent to come along and, you know, and, you know, take the possession away from him much more easily. Unless it's Jetta, in which case you couldn't catch up to him anyway. Well, that's yeah. Yeah. Lewis Jetta. I'm sorry. It's Lewis Jetta. Yeah, I, was, I just looked up Leroy. Leroy was with Essendon. Yeah, Eloira, and then obviously you've got uh, Neville, who's now with the uh, the D's. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, it was Lewis Jetta who played for Sydney. And there was another one where it was him. It was a track meet, and you see this in like if you go to the AFL Explained, this clip will be in there. And it was um, Lewis Jetta and Cyril Rioli racing down the sidelines, mm-hmm. and Jetta had the ball, and even Cyril Rioli couldn't catch up to him. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's like the Yankees, like with the Yankees. Like I, I, I don't like the Yankees. I'm a Red Sox fan, but certain Yankees I have a respect for. Like Derek Jeter, I always had a respect for. Right, right. And in the case of like Hawthorne, yeah, I don't like Hawthorne, but yeah, you know, there, there are certain guys. Burgoyne, I always had the most respect for. And I mean, Rioli's a hell of a player. You got to give him that. Right, right. So, what do you think that uh, Australian fans? Yeah, you know, and again, there, there's plenty of footy for them to watch in Australia. But if they were if they were to check out the game here, what do you think they would find compelling about the game here in the states? I think mostly it would be. I mean, a lot, a lot of Aussies, you know, it's it's kind of that. I don't know if I want to say it's like a Boston mindset, but it's, it's kind of like sometimes you know the, the, there can be kind of a with 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 the fans of Australian sports sometimes it it can be kind of um, I guess for better lack of a better term an inferiority complex because. Like when, when someone mentions like, oh, you know, they do this, the Super Bowl's like, oh, we don't want this American crap in our game. Yeah, well, whatever. And it's like almost like a very deflexive or reflexive defensive snap back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think some people would just see it's delight delightful that people would get into the game. Other people, I mean, there are the people who say, yeah, you know, who, who, who cares? A, con- a country team would, would beat their ass. It's like, you know, whatever. I mean, it's people learning the game and, and when it comes to me, I mean, I can watch any level. Um, I mean, when I when I, I'm a big hockey fan, hockey's probably like my one A or number two sport, you know, behind footy. Okay. Um, but the local station that used to carry Bruins games used to have this thing called Mini One on One, in which they do like you know scoring drills and stuff like that with like bantam teams and peewee teams and midget teams. And even watch that, I'm like, oh, look at that move! You know, I don't care. I don't care what age or what skill level. I still enjoy you know people watching you know watching people play the game. And so if, if you approach it from that way, if you're an Aussie, yeah, we're not going to outdo the AFL. There's no way. Right, but right. if you appreciate, and one of the things is this year, especially you know, on stateside footy, we've had two games with the um, Boston Demons and the Maine Cats. And for a while, it really was, was kind of a mismatch. In fact, uh, I think it was the last game in was 2018 or 2019, where um, it was set a record for stateside footy as the most lopsided score because the Demons beat the Cats 229 to 9. Whew. But this year, 
both of those games, uh, the first one was decided in extra time. Okay. And the second one wasn't sealed till the, the cat, the cats led by two and they kicked the goal at the final, at the final uh, horn to win the game. Okay. So if you watch either of those games, you, you know, it, it, it's back and forth. You've got both teams going, you've got terrific players on both sides. And so, yeah. Okay. So maybe it, it doesn't hold a candle to what the AFL is doing, but if you're a fan of footy and like to watch the game played in other spots, then, you know, and, and I'm kind of obviously plugging my own stuff here, but uh, we're going to um, basically mention, you know, that these two games this season on stateside footy between uh, the demons and the cats have been very tight and they've been very exciting games and some of my favorite games to call. So, so check that out. Um, and I mean, that, that's the thing. It's like, you know, we're not trying to, change it or take it over i mean this is your game and right, a lot right. of us who, who like aussie rules football we like it because it's not like american sports mm-hmm. you know people you know people are saying oh you 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 know well, should the afl grand final be like the super bowl i'm like god no you know the, i think the super bowl is the most overblown boring thing and i'm a patriots fan you know we've gone yeah. to a bunch of them and, and, and you know it's been good to see the patriots win but the super bowl just in general with all the, the hype and the media just it's to the point where even if your team's in it after a while, it's like, okay, enough. We get it. There's a game this weekend. Yeah. I and and you know, and that's the thing where and you know, but at the same time, you know, as as being one who's like, yeah, don't, don't, don't try and be like the NBA or the NFL, just be the AFL and do your thing. Right, right. But then you have people who jump in and say, Well, we don't want any American influences in our game. It's like, okay, well, if you don't want any American influences in your game, then rip up half your team songs right now. Because a lot of those team songs are based on melodies of songs written here in the states yeah yeah that's a, that's so, a good so I the entry of any american influence that i see you know, i see i seem to remember hearing one of those uh just recently at the end of a of a like the most recent game i watched mm-hmm. <laughs> but again yeah. i'm not i'm not i'm certain i'm not taking a shot at them at all and, and it's not necessarily no, I'm, I'm just, not, not, saying, it's not know, them say, it's not them making those comments but no i i i certainly see your point there and it's it, but and and i, I like the idea Adelaide. of I like the idea where you said that that if it's you know if you just enjoy watching the the the, you know, the game at, at different levels that you'd appreciate checking out the games that you, that you're covering, um, and you mentioned the main cats here because the cats and the demons are kind of combining forces in Austin next exactly. week at the Nationals. What what Divi two? Yeah, what can uh, what can Division two expect since you've watched both of those teams pretty closely? What can Division two expect from a cats demons combination combination team this year well you've got some serious skill uh depending on who shows up down there uh last year obviously you're talking about the demons main squad that <clears> won the division three membership you know not last year but 2019 the last nationals uh you're talking about some some terrific players uh you've got matt wood who's been great forward up forward he's actually this year he kind of moved to the back line but he's still able to make kicks and take marks and do things uh you've got pj divine who's a stalwart defender has been um, forever uh, with this club. Uh, some of the others, Sam Barnett, Matt Young, or, you know, those guys. I mean, Barnett, I mean, he's so good at marking and, and, and kicking goals. Uh, Young does a nice job with long-range goals, you know, booming in from, from a distance. And uh, you get some speed in there, too. So anyone who faces the Demons and the Cats, I mean, you've got guys like Alex Belleville, and once again, I don't know who's going or not, but uh, guys who really do a nice job on the footy ground and will give anyone a challenge, you know, whom they face. Okay. Okay, so are, are you expecting them to be very competitive down there then? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Terrific, terrific. Yeah, I've talked to uh, 
And I just, last... I, by the way, I just mentioned a few guys, but to anyone I didn't mention, no thing I didn't forget you. It's, 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 you know, it's a big club and, and a lot of guys. And obviously, you know, both, you know, I have a shared allegiance for both teams, you know, mm-hmm. obviously the demons, because we've been working with them since 2010 and obviously the cats, because well, they're oh. the cats, but also they've been great with us as well. Yeah. But. Yeah. So, um, how did you, how did you pass the time last year with no footy? How did you, how did you deal with that? Oh, well, it's funny. You should ask that because at the end of the 2019 season, I was done. Really? I, I was, I was retiring stateside footy. We'd done okay. our last game. Originally when I started stateside footy, my thought was, you know, it'd be nice if we, if we could like do this for a little while. And if we could get to something like either 10 seasons or a hundred episodes, that would be a really nice run. Last year was our 10th season. Okay. And with everything going on and I had other projects going on and, and getting crew is becoming more time consuming. And then between the editing and all that, it's just, I, 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 I yeah, it's like, okay, you know, just, I need a break. I just, I just don't know if I can do this this year. And then the whole world shut down and yeah. I had more of a break than I ever anticipated. Right. Um, and I was still thinking, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm done. So, you know, it was kind of just kind of ironic that it, I did it that year. And, and so, so I was set, you know, stateside footy was retired and we were set. And then oh. this year, I go, I get a, a message on Facebook from uh, Ken McCarthy. Actually, I'm sorry, I should mention Ken McCarthy, too, who's great in the midfield for the Demons. Um, but Ken <laughs> McCarthy sends me a, a message uh, and says, um, how would you like to come out of retirement to do, to do a game? And I was thinking about it. And, and part of the reason I, I did it, too, was I, I know, you know, when, when I was doing stateside footy, it would take up a lot of my time. And I wouldn't have as much time to spend with my wife. So I, I, part of the reason I retired stateside footy was, you know, you know I did it kind of as, as a favor to my wife. Not that she was asking for it, but I'm like, you know, I'd, I'd like to spend more time with my wife. So I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll, I'll do a nice thing for her. And then when they asked me, Stacy's like, you should do it. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she, so that was, yeah, that wasn't. And, and that, uh, I'll, I'll explain later, but, but, but my, my wife is such a big part of the show as well. Uh, that, that wasn't, that wasn't a, uh, that wasn't a we spent enough time together moment from her, was it? No, 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 no. Okay, no, no, okay, no. good, See, good. I mean, she she saw. I mean, even though I knew it was the right thing to do at the time, I was really bummed about yeah. giving up that footy because it had been such such a big part of my life. Um, but in thinking about it, I'm like, you know, yeah, you know, I made the thing. You know, I was afraid of. Oh my god, I said all this stuff. I said my goodbyes. I said we're done. I'm going to be like the Who on my like 20th farewell tour. Um, but. I started to think about it. It's like, but we've had some unprecedented circumstances here. And I think that some of the things, and the, one of the other reasons I retired too, is the fact that I thought that, well, part of the thing is I wanted to encourage teams to start doing their own stuff and do more of their own thing. Uh-huh. And the league was doing more casts and teams were doing more stuff. I'm like, okay, my job's kind of done here. Yeah. Or at least yeah. You know, I've gotten to one of, one of my goals. But after the pandemic, I'm like, how much of this stuff is going to have to be kind of put back together again? So I thought, well, with, with the extenuating circumstances of last year, maybe I have to take up the mission again to kind of make up ground that we lost last year. So that was the other reason. So so as far as like not having stuff to do, it was more or less just, you know, <laughs> I had planned to not have stuff to do anyway. Right, and right. And obviously, you know, the, 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 they say, hey, we'd love to have you do a game. And the other thing was that, that was funny was uh, the game was in Wyndham, New Hampshire, which is next down, next door, next town over to Salem, which is where I live. And so he said, hey, we're doing a game in Wyndham. Would you like to do it? I'm like, I've driven to Austin, Sarasota, Vermont, Maine. I'm going to do a game 10 minutes from my house. Hell yeah. (laughs) 
There you go. There you go. And, and then there was, you know, the, the, and, and at, uh, before, before we did the game, uh, they actually brought me out on the ground and made, made the presentation where they gave me the, uh, the demon's lid and the, uh, the, the uh, plaque and the, the sign Sharon. So that was very cool. That's... And then they did another game that they that I also did. And if not for the fact that I had a wedding to attend last weekend, I would have done their game in Boston too. Yeah. Well, I, I guess maybe they felt you were obligated since they gave you the plaque and the, and the Sharon and the hat that, yeah, we got him for at least one more game. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know about that going in. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. No, they said, they said, you know, when they did their, like, you know, they were going to do a, like a team, like a team get together. Mm -hmm. And they said they were going to do a presentation. You and thought it was the club did send me. Uh, and I'm sure you've seen, you've seen, because I posted this all over social media. Uh, the team sent me a, a, a custom greeting from Patrick Dangerfield. Cool. Like for through um, cameo, that kind of thing. Yeah. I think this is before cameo. I think they just did it through cats media. Okay. But yeah, so it was Dangerfield, you know, just doing a quick, uh, hey, congratulations for 10 years of doing USA footy. And uh, hopefully you can come down sometime and catch a game of KP, which I would love to eventually. Yes, that's, that is on like, my. Like bucket list. There's mm -hmm. like 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. 3, 2, 1. Yes, that is. Uh, that is. And was definitely catch a Cats game at uh, at KP. Well, I've, Park. I have. Uh... I, yeah, I, I've done this several times and last year it didn't really happen because of the, the travel. Um, but I've, I've sat down with the, uh, the fixture after it comes out and hopped on to, you know, like kayak and whatever and figured out, okay, if I, if I was to leave, you know, on this Tuesday or Wednesday and, and fly in and I left, you know, the Tuesday or Wednesday, two weeks later, you know, how many different games could I get to is kind of what, you know, and I, I've kind of mapped it out. I said, well, I could get to this game at the MCG on this day. And then I could go watch the, you know, that night I could go see a game at Marvel and then I could go down to, to Geelong here. And then, you know, I could, uh, you know, I could go back, you know, do some sightseeing and then next week. And then I could go back up to the, to Marvel and to the MCG, or maybe, you know, maybe travel up into, you know, New South Wales, you know, get up to Sydney to see a couple of games, that, that kind of thing. And it's, it's, I've mapped those kinds of things out again. It's not in the budget at this moment in time, but, uh, well, that's the thing. My, my version of that would be can't afford it. 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 So, yeah. And it's funny because one of the questions people ask me is, uh, how much money do you make from stateside footy? Um, it's actually the other way around because not only, um, do I not make money, but I find, I, Basically, stateside footy financing comes all out of my pocket. Mm -hmm. Travel expenses, equipment expenses, everything comes out of my pocket. And if I were to say that we were working on a shoestring budget, that means our budget would have had an upgrade. Well, and the problem with that is, though, that you were loafers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have oh, you noticed that. Yes, you don't have the shoestring to go with that. Um, yeah. yeah it's, it's, um, no, literally, I do. I do actually wear loafers. Oh, okay. That's a good guess on my part then. Well, I, and I don't know this, but is it, is it, is it possible to, to, to turn that into a, uh, like a, you know, a 501 C3, like a nonprofit or something or something you could write off of your taxes somehow. I've given it some thought. I mean, originally what I wanted to do is actually set up a nonprofit to encourage other teams to reach out to their local access centers and start doing their own coverage and get it on TV in their, mm -hmm. in their areas, um, which we weren't able to do. 
Uh, and then I realized that part of the thing is it's just something like that would just take too much damn time. Yeah, yeah. And then you have to have a board and annual reports. I mean, the the, the TV station I work for is a 501c3. Okay, okay. So I wouldn't, I, I just look at like the procedural stuff my boss does and I just would not have the time to do all that. Plus it'd be a board and meetings that just, yeah, no, just, no. Okay. But I, I, know, I mean, I, I said, if I ever hit the lottery, stateside footy becomes my full-time job, but we're not there. Yes, so. you, have, you haven't won that yet. Okay, so I've got, as we yeah, wrap up. my year in Australia. There, there you go. Yes, absolutely. I've, I, I, I think as, as many people as I have engaged with and encountered, I don't think I would have to spring for a hotel room while I was there. <laughs> I, I, I think I, here too. I might, I might be able to find some of the most comfortable couches throughout the country. Um, if I was to, if I was to get that, you know, that chance to go there, but the last question I have for this is kind of a little off track here. Um, you know, I work as a PA announcer as well. I've been, I've been announcing, you know, high school football and soccer, and I used to do volleyball for the last 11 years. Um, I'm always paranoid that I'm going to forget something. So what, what's the one thing, you know, when I get ready to head out to a game, what's the one thing that you always have to double and triple check to make sure, yeah, I've got that packed in my, my gear bag. Everything. Everything. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now pre pregame is an ADD nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Have you got a checklist? multiples okay and even then like the last game we did i was like oh good I, I, yeah because i basically the way i record the game is i've, I've got multiple cameras on site normally mm -hmm. and so i've got you know all the cameras going but i also have like my headset and basically my setup i put through a mixer and then i run to a camera and also to a separate recorder okay so that in case i have a bad connection to the camera i'm still good in the recorder okay so i'm, I'm there for the last game we did setting up the camera the camera's fine we had an issue initially, but I changed out of mic cord and uh, we have good audio of the camera. It's like, okay, now let's set up the recorder. And so I get, the, I go to the recorder and I was like, why isn't it recording? All of a sudden I realized that a few days ago I did some voiceovers with it and I took the memory card out of the recorder <sighs> to pop in. And sure enough, I'm like, there's no memory card. I'm like, shit, it's on my desk at home. Oops. You know, I, this and I'm going to backtrack to your old tech uh, thing that you do. Um, the uh, you know you mentioned the uh, the fact that you do this this other show with looking at old tech. Memory cards have become so um, you know you can put so much data and so much information on those, but you can lose the damn thing so easily. It'd be great almost if you could have a memory card the size of. Uh, what were they five and five and a half inch, uh, those old floppy disks or even the heck the, the, the regular size floppy disks. And I know that's not practical to do that, but it's, uh, it would be kind of a neat, you know, neat thing that, you know, so that that's, um, but yeah, normally there, there's a memory card that goes right in here. And I looked at it, it's like, and this, and when I got home, first thing I did was make sure I put the damn card in there. Yeah. So that if I have anything more to do, it's well, already said. That's what but I was, yeah, checklist and I'm, I'm continually going through things and you know so yes yeah, no, i mean that's that's i mean when, when it comes to setting up I've, I've got you know my my standard checklist and then depending on who i've got for a crew if i don't have as many camera people then i don't need to bring as many cameras so right right so as a checklist get you know kind of changes form but yeah no I, I, i'm very much into checklist because otherwise i will forget things wholesale. well i was i was mentioning as you were making as you were making some adjustments there that 
I said, you know, you, you, with you having this, this uh, program that you do dealing with old tech, I said, you know, while, while we keep getting, you know, better and better tech, it's also harder to find, you know, think about it. You know, you've got that, you've got that memory card that's got, you know, however much, you know, 256, you know, gigs, 512, whatever it happens to be on there you probably wouldn't leave it behind if it was the size of those old actual floppy floppy disks, the big, what were they right. five and a half inch or whatever they happen to be. Um, if we had it that size, you, you probably wouldn't have left it behind. So well, the, the funny thing is about like new tech and old tech, like my, my, uh, when, when I do stateside footy, I'm still shooting on tape. Okay. I actually have some like extra cameras that are just memory card cameras, but my main cameras, I'm still shooting on high definition tape. So you have to then edit, you have to edit tape with memory card stuff together. Yeah. Well, basically I just dump it all into the computer. Okay. But when I get home, I basically just, just dump all the, uh, the camera footage into the computer. It's got to be done real time. So usually I, I, I schedule that at a time where I have other stuff going on. So I can pop in a tape, leave, do other stuff. And then an hour later, come back, change mm -hmm. tapes and until everything's in. Okay. Okay. And, so, and, and I mean, once, once it all gets in premiere, it all looks the same to them. So, so once, once you've recorded the game and uh, you've come home and you've started that process, what kind of a turnaround time do you have before you have it up on your YouTube channel? Uh, Typically. The, the one I just did actually took, took a little longer to do okay. uh, because sometimes other things happen like uh, life gets incredibly busy or right, right. in this case, part of my computer system went wonky. So I had to wait till I had the, the resources to get it fixed. So, Okay. So, cool. Well, so the one that just came out this this past week was actually shot, I think in like late like late August. Okay. So, cool. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a longer turnaround than I like. Like the first game I had I had up within like a week and a half. Yeah. Um, and it's just a question of with everything going on in my job, and a lot of times, yes, I work late. I work late doing like uh, covering meetings and stuff like that. So sometimes I'm not home until ten or eleven. Mm -hmm. Um. So that that that's kind of the. the makes it sense and that was part of the thing you know finding the time to edit was one of the things that i originally said well maybe you know that's that's one of the reasons i had when i retired the show back in 19 but you know this year and it's actually the funny thing is for for the longest time with stateside footy i had a standing offer i've had other teams ask hey can you come down and do one of our games i'm like i really can't I, I i can't make that trip but if you want to get a camera person out there and record the game send it to me, you know, I'll, I'll run it. You want to have an announcer? Fine. If you want me to do commentary, fine. Just send me the information I need. Um, and this year, Peter Holden, uh, I don't know if you know Peter or not. He works with, uh, uh, he's an old radio guy, works with uh, Women's Australian Rules. Yeah, Worf, radio. Yeah. yeah, he's been yeah. on, I've had him on the podcast, yep. Oh, okay, yeah. So, so mm -hmm. Peter has, has actually, this year, they've actually had people do games, like record games, and then send the footage down, down under and either he or some, I think some of his commentators down there would do the game and then they would release it as a finished thing and they put it on YouTube and everything. But he's also sending this stuff for me to put on uh, stateside footy, not just on the web stream, but obviously get it on the TV channels I'm on as well. Oh, great. Great. You know? so, so finally, you know, it's like the, the, you know, the year I come back from retirement, all of a sudden I've got people sending me, sending me outside games, which is something I've been calling for all along. Well, I guess in, 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 a, in a way and, you know, and, yeah, I guess in the re in the great grand scheme of things, I, I I think we could probably both agree that we it, it shouldn't have necessarily happened that way. But COVID kind of helped to revitalize you in a way. Yes. So that so there were there were some positives that came out of it. Then it 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 got you excited about doing what you had been doing. 
well positives coming out of the pause more you know yes yes I'm, yes but that I mean, yeah I'm, 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 as far as i'm concerned covid can go be fruitful and multiply with itself mm -hmm. we had a couple we had a couple of close, close calls in the family here so yeah no i i i, yeah. I but as far I, as like having that time that having that time off it's like you know yeah it, it turned out being you know kind of and as far as this season i'm not doing the oh well this will be i'm just leaving it open-ended from now on because right like, right you know, you know, what, what happens next year happens next year. If I'm there, fine. If not, you know, so be it. But but I, I did have fun doing the games this year. It's so so good to be back and uh, talking to the clubs again. And uh, well, and you involved. and you've got that great idea for that other that other show you're you're thinking about doing too. So I mean that. And I, again, we don't need to talk about what that is because we don't want anybody to come along and borrow your idea from you and Thank get you it, you get it out there first. I'm not going to get into it, but I think it's a really I think it's a really great concept and a really good idea. Uh, to do that and, and with the resources that you've got available to you see i'm being very generic there um it's uh i think done. It, yes it uh it would be uh it would be it'd be very 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 enjoyable um especially i'd love to hear the discussion of of the one particular one that you referenced there because i i had that one uh like <laughs> i said i've i've that that is no longer at my house it is elsewhere now but uh, anything else that we didn't get to before we wrap this up today? Because I know you've got to get ready to go to work, and I've got to go. I've got to go have some vampire lady take some of my blood. <laughs> well, the one thing that I, I said I would mention and I haven't yet is uh, the involvement of my wife Stacy, mm -hmm. who has been with me since since day one. Um, going back to two thousand five, we we're talking about the, uh, the highlight show that I was watching on Fox. One day I'm home from work and I'm watching, and I've got I've got the uh, highlight show on. And she comes home from work and she sits down and she's like, what are you watching? I'm like, Australian rules football. She's like, what's that? I'm like, oh, check it out. Because she's a football fan and she watches sports. Right, all right. The time. And so she's watching. It's like, wow, you need to really be athletic to play this game. I think I like this. And so you know, she was on board so that when I reached out to the demons and started doing stuff, she was with me from day one and has been, in fact, um, aside from me, she's been at the most stateside shoots. Um, she's only missed a few, like the last one she missed. Because she had other stuff going on that day. But like when we do the road trips, when we do nationals, when we do, take the trips to New York and Baltimore and, and mm -hmm. you know, other places, then yes, basically she's, excuse me, she's doing camera. Oh, uh, okay. Been, no, and, and if you look at the end of a stateside footy show, you'll notice that at the end there, there's a, a studio, basically like a studio closing logo. And it says absolutely productions. And the absolutely comes from the fact that that is the answer my wife gave me when I asked her to marry me. And so, and, and so the logo, you get two little snowmen on our wedding invitations. We're basically, you know, we, we did them ourselves and basically it was two snowmen, one with a hat and one with a veil. So I basically just took the snowman idea, just extruded them to 3d and animated them in the logo. So very cool. So that, that, you know, yeah. So that's, so, I mean, that's the thing where, you know, she's been such a part of this. In fact, one of the funny things about this was Brian Barish, did a countdown on Twitter one time of like the top 40 or top 50 women in footy. Uh -huh. And it was like, you know, women's players, women's commentators, you know, people in the media, things like that. And Stacy actually made the list. As she should. Because of the fact that she's been so instrumental with helping out with stateside footy. Over As she years. should. That's very cool. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I've told this story before. Um, my wife is, my wife is not a sports fan. Uh, she used, yeah, before we lost have being able to watch the Indians on our streaming service, she would watch the Indians and she, 
she became a Grady Sizemore fan because he was cute. And then she became a, (laughs) she became a Tyler Naquin fan because he was cute. And I've been trying to encourage her to, to watch some footy with me. So I said, you know what? I, it was just a bit of a reality check for me because there's a reason I don't put this out on video uh, is uh, that uh, I went ahead and found a couple websites that had, um, you know, AFL clubs out trading at the beach in their budgie smugglers. And I thought, what the hell, I'll go ahead and I'll send her these links because they're not wearing necessarily a whole hell of a lot more than that when they're actually playing. And I thought, well, maybe this would get her interested in watching sit down watching a game with me. Buddy on the beach. Didn't move the needle. Uh, so she still hasn't watched, you know, I've been, I've been watching the game, you know, for, for five years now and she hasn't watched uh, a second of it. So I'm well, trying. She's showing pictures of people in banana, banana hammocks. Maybe it's a good thing the needle didn't move. Well, that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so uh, is, I, I actually had, had uh, uh, it's funny because you, you talk, you talk about that. And, um, I had, I had, uh, oh, oh, talking about going back to the Indians for a sec. You know, the other thing about Grady, yeah, you know, he's a good looking guy, but also, I mean, it, that's a name you would want to have if you're a guy size more. That, <laughs> It's better than it's like, imagine, you know, like Oklahoma. Anytime I hear the game, all I think of is, you know, the, the, you know, the guys are like, yeah, I'm a Sooner. Yeah, I'm a disappointment in the sack. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you you know I how. I used to do stand-up. I've got a twisted yeah. mind, and I just. You, like you, you do know how that, that name came about, though, don't you? The Sooner name is because when they were opening up the uh, the the land to people to come in and settle within the territory some folks got a head start and got to the land that they wanted to claim earlier than they were supposed to. So they got there sooner. That's where that name yeah. came from. Yeah. <laughs> so in a way you're yeah. right. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess the that bashes, them, them and the university of Massachusetts, the Minutemen. Yes. Yeah, I, I know it's a revolutionary term, but nowadays it's like, that's all. <laughs> I, I guess that would, that would be referred to as premature occupation. There you of go. A, of yes. a piece of <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> As we in case as, of premature occupation, this record yes. comes equipped with Big Jim Slade. <laughs> oh, I know what you're referencing, and I actually have a copy of Kentucky Fried Movie right over on my shelf. Excellent. Uh-huh. Well, actually, about Big Jim Slade, uh, for years I've been searching for the music that they use for the background. Yeah. I just found it. It's actually a classic uh, Jewish song called Hevenu Shalom Alechem, and the recording they use in the movie was done by the Israeli army band. Oh, very cool. And there's been a CD released in France called, I think, Chance d'Israel or something like that. And that actual recording is on there. And if you look at it on YouTube, all the comments are like, hey, the Kentucky Fried Music. music. It's there, it's there, it's there. <laughs> well, I'm not the only one who's been looking for this particular recording of that damn song forever. So have you ordered that CD? Uh, I actually bought it on Amazon. I uh, bought, you... uh, bought the track. Not the okay, there you go. There you go. I was trying to find it on vinyl. Yeah. But... Ooh, somebody let it, somebody just open up a bag and said, "Hey, cat, climb out of there." No, 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 no. I did. Okay. Not. <laughs> well, hey, Bill, this has been a hell of a lot of Besides, fun, man. Right now, I, I've got nine cats, and my my door is shut right now. I'm not trying to let cats out. I'm, I'm trying to not let cats in. Nine cats. Nine cats. Yes, I know we're insane. Is that was that was that one of those compromise things? I'm going to help you out with footy, but we're going to have lots of cats, kind of thing. No, no, actually, I was a cat person before my wife. My wife was a dog person. Okay, I'm I'm oh. deathly allergic to cats. My my daughter has one. 
at school. And yet you follow and, the cats. Yes, I know that's kind of a, it, it, it's that's a great point. I uh, yes. So and, if, if I do a game for you, it's like, well, it's the Collingwood Magpies against the Geelong Allergens. There, yes, yes. Well, I, I'm probably allergic to magpies as well. I'm sure there's some type of an some type of animal dander up underneath those feathers. We'll have to make a dub of the song for you. We are Geelong. That's you, the greatest team. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Tell you what, this this has been a hell of a lot of fun, man. This this went down a lot of avenues that I wasn't sure we were going to go down, but this has been great. Uh, Bill, I've had a lot of great time talking with you. I'm I'm thrilled to help you know to to promote your site and to promote what you're doing. Whether you continue doing it or not is you know still up in the air. Um, but it sounds like maybe it's going to happen a little bit and, and yeah, maybe I mean, I, 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 I've learned not to go definitive with it, but I probably, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe you can, you know, if some of those other places offer for you to do it, you get them to cover your expenses. You say, yeah, I'll come do it. Airline, hotel, yeah. meal vouchers, that sort of stuff, you know, covering the fees of, you know, getting all my equipment there. Yeah, I can be there. Uh, but also it's like, you wouldn't happen to have any spare camera people, would you? Well, that in order to, I mean, normally it's been basically me and, and, and uh, any road games, it's being basically and my wife just on the, on the uh, crane, but, um, uh -huh. but you yeah, know, if, if we're doing something, if, if, if we want to do something with the full stateside footy treatment, you know, I'd love to have multiple cameras because obviously, you know, if you do the one camera, you can go back and forth, but there's still, you can't get too close on stuff because you don't want to, you know, lose the ball and like miss coverage. Right, right, right. So that's why normally, like when I when I plan out a stateside show, I just have like the one the high cameras on the long shot, and then the mm -hmm. field cameras get close ups in between, and I cut back and forth. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, ladies and gents, my guest has been uh, Bill Roberts from Stateside Footy, and uh, you can find all of his uh, links to his website and uh, that sort of thing in the show notes. I'll be providing those there, Bill. Thanks for taking time out of your morning here and uh, coming on. I hope you have a fantastic day at work today all right you too take care and uh that's right you're not working today but uh have fun getting your uh your blood drawn i will i'm going to yes it's uh having had my allergy shots doctor's office, you know, my former doctor's office up the street literally they, you know recently they got a little highbrow and now it's no longer the medical center it's the medical arts building and someone said what's medical arts it's like, i guess that means they don't draw blood they sketch it yeah yeah they paint it they paint with it now um i i think impressionistic thing as as a matter of fact if you looked closely i think hunter biden actually went and picked up a couple of vials to do some of his artwork there okay uh, yes okay <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and stop there folks uh, again bill thanks for coming on man this has uh, been thank you Craig. Uh, a yank on the footy an absolutely huge thank you to Bill Robert for coming on this show this past Friday. It was one heck of a funny conversation, and quite frankly, there were quite a few things that we left on the uh, cutting room floor, if you will, that didn't make it into the interview. We talked for a good hour before we even recorded, and a lot of laughs in there. Great to see somebody who has a, uh, I don't want to say a twisted but a unique sense of humor like myself there. You know, big Dennis Miller fan. Uh, I love his work. Um, I just I just really think he's a brilliant comic. Uh, be sure to check out Bill's uh, information, all of his links in the show notes. Uh, you'll see, um, if you go up on my social media, uh, the post on Instagram will most definitely have a uh, an image of Bill. 
um, with the Sharon that he had signed by the Boston Demons. Now, one other thing, uh, those of you who are interested in checking out some of the action that's going to be taking place at the USAFL National Tournament in Austin this weekend, I'm still trying to gather the information. I know that the games are going to be broadcast, I believe, live uh, via a YouTube channel, but I'm still waiting to get confirmation on what that link is going to be. And as soon as I get that information, I'm going to put out a quick special episode as well as put it out on blast on my social media sites. Uh, so those of you who are in the States who are footy fans that want to watch the, uh, the action down there, you can do that. And also those of you in Australia, you might want to tune in just to see, um, the skills that, uh, that the players here have in the States, the ones who are working hard at this. And as Bill said, you know, they're not trying to, you know, subjugate the game that is yours. This is just them trying to demonstrate their love for the game. Uh, for your game, let's put it that way. And thought you might be interested in that. And like I said, as soon as I get the information, I will send a link out to that on my social media. And of course, if you get on my mailing list on my website, uh, you'll get all this stuff first and foremost. Yeah, I post links to the episodes as they come out that pop up on my social media, but then I go out and I do get it into the mailbox of the uh, the people who are subscribed as quickly as I possibly can, usually within a minute of when that new episode comes out. So if you want to hit subscribe, you can do that uh, up on my website. Now, today's club of the episode is the Bentley Demons Football and Netball Club. And this club was founded back in 1965 as the Bentley Methodists Football Club. And they played in the, the D-grade level in the Eastern Suburban Churches Football Association. So I, I'm learning a lot about just these different levels, and, and, and I have no idea if these church leagues have have phased out as the, the game has become much more uh, intense. Um, I would love to know about that, and it, you know, it just looks fascinating to be reading about those kinds of things. Uh, they currently play in the Southern Football and Netball League uh, in the Southern Melbourne suburbs. Now, there's currently uh, one former Bentley Jr., that's on an AFL squad. That is uh, Josh Worrell, who played his debutante game with the Crows this past year. Now, Yank of the Footy wants to give a a big shout-out of congratulations to their Division One best and fairest uh, player this year. And I'm going to try to get this name right. It's Joseph Colasiello or Colasiello, and I think I've got that pretty close. My 11 years of announcing might have helped me nail that down there. So, Joseph, if I got your name wrong, I do apologize, sir. Uh, and as I said, you know, far too many times this year, unfortunately, here is hoping that the Demons get the opportunity to play the 2022 season without the specter of COVID looming over their shoulders. Hopefully they get the, the chance to get out there and play this game that they love without having to worry about having games shut down, seasons ended, that type of thing. Now, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget that you can find absolutely everything related to the podcast on my website, ayankonthefooty.com. I do hope you'll consider checking it out. You can get signed up on the mailing list I'd mentioned there before. If you are somebody who is uh, interested in coming on the show as a guest, there is a spot up at the top there where it says register as a guest. You can sign up and express an interest in coming on the show to uh, to talk about whatever the issues are going to be. Um, and, I, and I can take it from there then, okay? 
Um, you can leave a voicemail. Uh, the, the question that I posed in a couple of the most recent episodes was, uh, was certainly, uh, um, what AFL personality, whether it's a player, broadcaster, something like that, uh, could you see playing a role, um, on the, uh, TV show Game of Thrones? I'm watching it for the first time. I've actually, I just actually this evening, uh, this is Wednesday, the, uh, 13th, I believe it is of October. I just finished the last episode of season six. So I have season seven and eight, which I believe are only a combined 13 episodes to finish up. No spoilers. I've stayed away from things. Uh, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. It's, it's, yeah, I, this is a footy podcast, but if you're, if you're a fan of Game of Thrones, I get it now. I understand the hype. Okay, I understand why people love this show, and I've heard that maybe I'll be frustrated with seasons seven and eight. I hope not, uh, but it's uh, it is a fascinating show. There's just so many different things going on, and you have to pay close attention to the uh, to the opening credits to figure out just where these places are in relationship to other things. I mean, I do know what things are in the north, of course. So, like I said, you get up on my website, you can find all that information. Uh, all the episodes are there. I do post on my blog uh, quite a bit. I'm starting to get more into that. I'm really enjoying that avenue of being able to express myself. Uh, if you want to leave a review for the podcast, you can do that. You can actually go to my website and click on the review button. And if you want to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, which I would greatly appreciate. If you love the show and you want to give it a five-star review, that lets me go out and share that with other people, telling them that maybe my show has some credibility, something they might want to consider looking at. But it also helps to, I think, trigger the algorithms with Apple, which might then get my um, my podcast showing up more frequently in people's searches. So if you want to help out with that, I'll be honest, I was looking at the reviews, and my reviews have been good. I mean, I think they've been pretty good. And people seem to enjoy what I'm doing, but the last one that I had was back in, I believe, May. So they're not exactly coming in at a uh, fast and furious pace. Um, but it is what it is. If you're enjoying the show, that's fantastic. I'm, I'm glad that you're enjoying it. I'm thrilled that you're enjoying it. That, that means a ton to me. And, you know, for those of you who may have seen, I did post on social media, I did publish what was technically my 150th episode this week. Okay, uh, that includes my regular episodes because this is episode 108, but I've done a couple trailer episodes, not many of them, but then I've done a bunch of live ep live episodes as well, uh, dealing with the things that were going on at that point in time during that week or that part of the season. So all told, my podcast host uh, tabulated that this was my 150th episode, and I had a goal this year to get to 20,000 downloads overall from my podcast. I'm not a huge podcast. Some shows, they publish a new episode, and they've had 20,000 downloads in the first half an hour that it's been out. Okay? I'm, I'm like, the, there was a, a little book when, we were, when I was a kid here in the States. It was a, it was a book called this. It was about a train that, that really worked hard but had, had a hard time getting its cargo along the track, and it was... Uh, it was, they called it, it was like the little engine that could, I think is what it was called. And he kept saying, I think I can, I think I can. So I'm coming up uh, 
close to my 20,000 goal. I'm actually about 500 downloads away from that right now in terms of people who have been listening to different episodes. So all of you who've been listening, and, and it's now been in 40 or 41 different countries, I cannot thank you enough. I truly appreciate you tuning into the show. Uh, I love getting feedback from you. I love hearing from you, whether it be in a voicemail, whether it be in an email at yankonthefooty at gmail.com or a note on Twitter or on my Instagram page. I absolutely love hearing from you because we love this game, okay, the vast majority. Now, I know there's some people who listen to the podcast that may not be footy fans. I know my mom does. She's not a footy fan, but she likes listening to her little 58-year-old boy uh, recording a podcast. Um, And truth be told, as I know I mentioned way back when I started this in December of 2019, I never thought anybody was going to listen. I thought that she would tune in for an episode and say, oh, isn't that nice here on the radio? And that would be the end of it. So I'm so thankful for those of you who have tuned in and do tune in regularly. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate that. Now, one other thing. I'm still trying to... Uh, track down like team stickers for local footy clubs and things of that nature. So if you know of any of those where I might be able to track those down or if you have an extra one lying around and would want to drop it into an envelope, I do have uh, my home mailing address uh, in the show notes. And not not everybody puts their home address in the show notes. And maybe it's not the smartest thing that I'm doing, but... uh, I supposedly have one coming in the mail from one of the clubs that I gave a shout-out to before. Uh, They said they were dropping one in the mail. I've not seen it yet. It was coming from overseas. So enough about that, folks. Uh, We talked about the the website. Hopefully you'll check it out. Hopefully you'll you'll bookmark it. Maybe you'll give me a follow there. Um, Remember, you can reach me at Yank underscore on on Twitter or a Yank on the footy on both Instagram and on Facebook. As well as I mentioned before, yankonthefooty at gmail.com. And my YouTube channel is going to get updated. Okay, I have not reached that point yet, but it's going to be updated here very soon. It's been a very hectic uh, couple of weeks at work with the uh, all the things that I've got going on now that I'm back announcing uh, after having come back coming back from COVID. Um and being involved with our National Honor Society program has been a little hectic right now because we have a big ceremony coming up on the 25th of this month. So, ladies and gentlemen, I again, I want to thank you for listening because this is a game that we all love. The trade period has just ended. I'm going to come back and do an episode about the trade period here pretty soon. And as I'd mentioned to you before, once the trade period is done, which it is, and the draft is finished... I'm hoping to be able to talk to fans of all 18 clubs. Now, I talked to many fans last year. You know, I talked to uh, a Gold Coast supporter, and I do not remember this young man's name, but he lives in Melbourne and has, yeah, last I saw, he showed me that he has a, uh, a Gold Coast Guernsey or polo to wear every day of the month for at least a month, maybe two. Um, I've talked to um, Magpie supporters like Jake Bozanowski and, you know, uh, Harper Pestinger, who's a big Essendon supporter, and, you know, people all over the country of Australia. Uh, Jim White here in Georgia, who's an Eagle supporter, got a chance to talk to him as he fell in love with this game. 
Steez and Don in uh, Georgia also. A couple gentlemen I had on who have a YouTube channel. They're actually getting a club together uh, right now in the state of Georgia called the Grovetown Pirates. And I hope to bring those guys back on to talk about their club uh, once things get rolling a little bit more for them. But ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you so much for, for tuning in. You know, we love this game. And sure, we not, may not be fans of other clubs, and that's perfectly okay. Uh, I do appreciate you listening. I do appreciate you tuning in. I hope you'll share the podcast with your friends and family, whether you put a link to the website up on your social media or you put out an episode and say, hey, check out this interview here. You might like this. This was a pretty fascinating person that this guy talked to. I can't thank you enough if that happens. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 108 of A Yank on the Footy, my talk with Bill Robert. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on on Twitter or to yankonthefooty at gmail.com and also to yank on the footy on Facebook and on Instagram. Don't forget to check out the website at yankonthefooty.com. I'll be back very soon with my next episode. I cannot wait to talk to you again. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, this is Craig Wessels from Sandusky, Ohio, and good evening.